Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We have a cool friend here today whose name is Rachel Shaver. Hi, Rachel. Hello. I'm glad how to are be things, here. How are things over at B&H Publishing today? Um, they're sunny. So. Yeah, it's sunny everywhere. <laughs> yes. How fun is that? It's wonderful. I'm glad we're out of the rainy season, hopefully. Well, we are here. Yes. So we are, um, you and I started work at Lifeway on the same day. Same day. Was seven it like years ago. Seven years ago. Like we just had a seven year anniversary. We did. Yeah. That's crazy. You're like my work twin. I know. It's fun. <laughs> so All yeah, good we people were, start, started then. We were in the same orientation group. I remember being like in some little staff room together and learning all the things. And it was, it's like the fire hose when you go yes. to work at a place like Lifeway. Overwhelming, but, but good. But we have, so we have been like, had these parallel pathways. We both work in marketing. We both have connections to publishing. Um, and, but we, we don't often get to be in the same room at the same time. Every now and then we'll have like some big meeting that we're actually together in. And I'm always excited when we get to be like at the same table. Yes. It's so fun. Hopefully we'll get to do that soon, soon again. And we all won't be working from our home offices. Yeah. But we, I was going to say, we haven't seen anybody because I've been working from home for so long. Uh, but so I'm not from Nashville where I grew up in New Jersey and lived in California for a lot of years and then Florida before coming here. How about you? Where's home for you? Um, I'm, I have a similar story. I, home base is Memphis. Like that's where my family all is, but I lived in Michigan and Kentucky. My parents lived in Minneapolis. Now they're in Salt Lake. So we're sort of like a ping pong ball too, all over, all over the, the country. Yeah. So, so we, I, I not having not grown up in Tennessee or in Nashville, I was not really prepared for the weird weather patterns that we have here. Oh yeah. So like two weeks just... ago, two weeks ago, we had six inches of snow and now it's completely gone and it's like spring outside. Yeah. It's like 70 and daffodils are coming up. So it's crazy. I very typical, it. very typical it, Nashville weather. It doesn't, it just doesn't seem right. So we'll, we'll take it. It's, I think they say like, if you don't like the weather, wait three days, right? And it'll be basically, it'll be completely or three different. hours, maybe. Three hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, today here is an absolutely beautiful day as we record. I'm looking out my window and it looks beautiful outside. And, uh, at some point in time, I'd like to go out there and actually be outside because I can see it. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're like in grade school and you sit and you look out the window. I remember those days and you're yeah. like, just let me. Just, <laughs> just, just let me let go, me go to recess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We need to invent work recess. We do. I, there should That's be, a, really, there should be I such know. a thing. We should, I'm going to, let's let's suggest it. Let's make a note. Work recess. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. Right. We. It's like the coffee break, except it needs to be work recess. We'll play four exactly. square and whatever else kids do these days. Yeah, run around the block, you know. <laughs> Play in the dirt. <laughs> well, All thank you for joining me today. We um, we get to talk about a lot of different things, but one of, one of the things that uh, I, last time I had you on, we talked about like a some like a reading uh, recommendations. Like you had yes. a list of books and great ideas, listeners. If you missed that episode, dig back through the archives at kidsministry101.com. Click on the podcast and hit the archives and look for that other episode with Rachel Shaver, and you will find some great recommendations on books to read. We probably need to do that again because new books keep coming out. They do. There's lots but, of great kids' books coming but out. But that's not so. what we're going to do today. Not today. No, not today. Today, we're we're here. I've invited you here today to talk Bibles with us. Yes. 
So Bibles are one of those things that is, I mean, when you talk about an investment to make in a kid, to give a child a Bible is such an important thing, such a cool thing, a great way to impact their lives. We know from the, the research project that Lifeway Kids did with Lifeway Research for our book called Nothing Less, we learned that really the number one factor in determining spiritual maturity in adults is reading the Bible as a child. And yes. so getting kids into the, into a Bible, into their own Bible is so crucially important. It's a great thing that we can do as leaders to give away a gift or like a, a promotion or something. Maybe you have ideas about when we might uh, award Bibles to kids, but I think the idea of giving a Bible is just such a great thing. But there's a whole lot of Bibles out there and a whole lot of choices out there. And we want to talk today with you about how to make the right choice. Yeah. So I think that it probably is kind of like how every kid is different. It's going to be different for your kid. You know, maybe even siblings within the same family, it'll sort of be a little bit different based on maturity and just where they are in life and their walk and and what they're used to. But I do think there are some tips that we can go through. So one, I would say um, sort of durability. If Hmm. it's a kid's product, you know that it might get thrown across the room, whether that's good or bad (laughs) for a Bible. Let's just be realistic or drop down the stairs or buried in the car underneath piles of stuff. And so under the bed, who knows where, yeah. In a backpack. Um, While paperback Bibles are, you know, they're great for the purposes they serve sometimes, they're not always the most durable. So I would suggest looking for something that's hardcover or maybe a faux leather binding that Mm. allows a little bit more of a durability for Bibles. Just one tip. The second thing I would look at is um, looking for a translation that will be familiar for your child. That might be one that's really easy to read. And there are several um, translations that are great for kids. I would recommend the CSB. It's been rated as really readable. So um, that, that one's a great one. But also think about what parents are reading at home. So if mm-hmm. you're lear- you're using the ESV or NIV or whatever, and you're sharing scripture that way with your child at different times, then it might make sense for you to have the same translation within your family or within your church. So if your pastor's using a certain translation or your kid's ministry, that would be something um, that I would look at as well, just because sometimes it's hard. We all know as adults, the verse says the same things. The words might just be rearranged a little bit. A little differently. When, when, yeah, a little differently. But and then you when get, you're a you kid. You know how it is yeah, when you're a kid and you like memorize a verse yes. with a certain translation, you can't yes. get it any other way later. No, <laughs> there's no there's no going back on that later. And your pastor's reading something. You're like, that's not right, but it is. It's just <laughs> a different translation. So I think but that's for kids, important. We, be, being a different you know, different uh, stages of like language development when they're right. real little or a little bit older. We've got quite a span between, you know, preschoolers and younger kids and older kids and preteens. Yes. That's a wide range of different things. And, and it could be that the same Bible is not right for all of those kids. Right. And I would say that's the, definitely the case. I mean, I think, you know, when you're reading comprehension, just grows as you do as a person, you know, that's something you can look for in a different translation. There are lots of tools online. If you just want to look at, um, how, 
accurate to the original the text might be or how much is an idea translated versus word for word. And those are things mm-hmm. that you would decide as a family together um, or as a church. Maybe your church decides that way too. But those are things I think as your child grows mm-hmm. that are important to consider. I think, you know. So on translation, just, you, you, it, I think you make a really good point. You want to pick something that is going to be familiar to the right. child with what the family's doing, with what their church is doing or what your church is doing and in something that is age appropriate so that it's readable for them. I think those are great considerations. Once you get your translation down there, there's a lot of different looks and feels and styles. You mentioned durability. Yes, there are. <laughs> there's lots of different features. So that was going to be something I brought up. So there's sort of like maybe looking at what your kid is into. If your child does better with a heavily illustrated book, then you probably Mm. want to look for a Bible that includes some illustrations. A lot of children's Bibles do that. They include not every page, but obviously uh, more familiar stories might be illustrated. There's some things that break up the, the biblical text as far as features. So it might be sort of um, extra facts about that time in history or like a character profile for characters in the Bible. And those are things that a lot of kids, you know, that helps engage the child within Mm -hmm. scripture. It helps them want to open it because it's something that they can read and then continue to read some of the biblical texts that goes along with those things. So I think that's really important. Like as a really young kid, my grandfather had a, a Bible that he read me stories at bedtime, and yes. I remember the pictures that were in that Bible. So those yes. pictures really do help reinforce the story. So right. considering whether you do something that's text only or something that does have illustrations, that might be a real good consideration depending on the child. Right. I think that's important to consider. I also think um, for your family, sometimes the words in red, we kind of laugh because that feels very traditional, but it does help kids to understand the actual words that Jesus spoke versus um, not that it's not God inspired, you know, all scripture, but what Jesus actually said versus what other people wrote. And so I think that's helpful for children. Um, There's some really practical things about Bibles, like how big the text is mm-hmm. and how the words are spaced. And if it's a single column text or if it's a double column, um, those are very practical things for younger children. Usually single column is a lot easier to read because okay. they're learning to read straight across the page across in the school page. Sure. and they're not looking to read, you know, one column all the way down and then go back to the top and read it all. So those uh, verse numbers that are easy to find, there are a lot of children's Bibles that make the verse the verse numbers bigger so that children can find those a lot easier. Um, so I think, you know, really spending time with Bibles, asking your children's minister, usually churches will have several Bibles on hand that you can sort of thumb through to see if you like um, that particular Bible for your child. It's a way to see a Bible before you purchase it. Yeah. Because um, it is an investment. A lot of times Bibles aren't always super they're not always, I would say, not expensive. Sometimes there's prices that are more affordable, but depending on the type of Bible you want to purchase for your child, they can be pricey. Good investment, of course, but not something that you want to just buy again next year necessarily. Right, so, right. 
Um, well, and 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 um, so uh, like there there are there's like a category of Bibles out there that's like the gift and award Bibles right. that you can get. Yeah. And generally, I mean, any Bible is a good Bible, right? Give, give right. the gift of God's word, yes. no matter what, it's going to be. It will not return void, right? But right. But those tend to be a little more affordable. But they right. also tend to be a little bit more basic in terms yes. of they usually are text only. They may be small text um, and uh, to get more words on a page or whatever and have fewer pages to keep the cost of ink and paper down. So there's exactly. a lot of practical things and possibly it could be worth investing a little bit more to get a better Bible that's going to last longer and that might actually be, I don't know, more appealing uh, yes. so that a kid might get into it more. Because yes, the point I, is to get them inside. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of that, I think that there's been, there are different views on what you would actually probably not believe how many different views, but maybe you would, about what can be on a Bible cover. And so I mm. think that, of course, the Bible is holy. No one's arguing that. But also the idea is to make the Bible something your kid wants to carry and wants yes. to pick up. And so... I think you have to consider your child and what they're going to be drawn to and when you purchase a Bible for your kid. They might not want mm. just a brown cover. They might want tie-dye or they might want a sports theme or they might yes. want a princess thing. And you know what? Like maybe it's just me as a mom, but if that's going to make my kid want to carry it and pick it up and look at it, I'm yeah. fine with that being on the Bible cover. And then, you know, when they get a little older, we'll look at – getting them something that's a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. With, with our um, kids, we've, we've done probably two or three different moments mm -hmm. when we have given Bibles to our kids at home. Um, usually, you know, very first Bible is one of those young age, yes. uh, storybook Bibles. Like we love the big picture, uh, series, yeah. uh, not the big story series Bibles with, um, connected to the gospel project with the, the stories inside and the illustrations and my kids love those. But, and then when they got into about sixth or seventh grade, they were ready yeah. for that big kid Bible, yeah. you know, a little bit bigger. And then when they graduated from high school, we've given really good study Bibles to our kids. So we're not quite yeah. to high school yet. However, maybe there are a couple times uh, as a ministry leader, when you need to recommend to parents, or where, uh, where you as the church might give Bibles, are there kind of time frames when you would recommend these are good sort of pivot points to move from little kid to big kid and things like that? Yeah, I think the answer is there's never just a, it's a complex answer, but I would yeah. say um, really for like a kid that's getting baptized, I think that's obviously a pivotal moment in their whole life. And so giving them a full text Bible is never a bad idea at that point. That might mean, I mean, some kids are ready at four or five and some are 18, you know, but yeah, yeah. at the time that that happens, you would just want to have something that was appropriate for that age. Um, I think sort of moving into grade school. So, you know, those first graders, they're really learning to read kindergarten, first grade, they're reading at that point. So I think that's a good time to introduce a full text Bible. Um, there are several that have been developed on the market that are called easy to read, or those are the ones that I would look at at that point that are designed specifically for newer readers. And so those are the types of Bibles I would look for. And then moving into middle school and high school, those sort of natural 
age breaks where they're getting a little bit more familiar. So maybe the middle school one might have a devotional component that gets them in. And then the high school one moves to a study Bible or something along those lines. But I would just look for those age appropriate times to introduce extra context for whatever they're ready for. So the devotionals really honing in on that individual study time with the Lord, spending time in the word, you know, there's a level of maturity that has to come that obviously isn't the same for every child, but we see some of those generalization, you know, general timeframes happening. The sixth, seventh graders are sort of getting into that mode. And then yeah. high schoolers, hopefully, um, you know, getting to a point where they're studying a little bit more deeply and might want those study notes. Again, so, yeah, so part we're assuming a church child. I think sometimes you have to say, you know, this is a kid that came with a friend and they're not ready for all this extra and they're in eighth, eighth grade or 12th grade and you'd maybe make adjustments on that. But so one part of it is, you know, younger kids or at some point in time, a kid may want a, a Bible that doesn't feel like it's a little kid's Bible. Yes. They're ready for a bigger one. Yeah. But something else we might want to be careful of is to maybe not go too far into like a great big giant study Bible <laughs> for a child. Right. So finding the age appropriate is really a balance. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think sometimes Bible story books get a bad rap because mm. it's not a full text Bible. But I think the benefit of introducing those at a younger age, like three to five, is that you're introducing Bible stories and familiarity with kids that then when they get their full text Bible, they get to read those same stories in the full text and have some sort of familiarity and really enjoy the fact that they, they quote unquote, know something already. It kind of boosts that confidence. And so I think, you know, obviously as a parent, you'd want to read those Bible storybooks before you read them to their kids. Most are safe. I can't say that every book on the market is safe. Just like I can't, you know, we can't say that about everything, but there are a lot of great Bible story books Mm -hmm. um, that do a really good job of tying a lot of things together for kids, telling the story in a biblically faithful way. Um, But giving those kids that confidence to when they do get the the big boy or big girl Bible, they know things and that helps them want to read some more too. And then introduces a lot of detail that maybe wasn't in the Bible story book that they're learning more about those um, stories and things, but I think yeah, great. those are always good for the little younger ones because, you know, you know, I mean, as adults, it's hard for us to read through certain books of the Bible. I'm in Leviticus in my reading plan right now. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad for Jesus that I don't have to do all these cleansing uh, <laughs> rituals, but, um, yeah, my, in my reading plan, I'm in the same place. I don't know if we're on the same plan, but mine has like some Psalms, some new Testament, some old Testament. Yes. And I'm in this Levitical stuff <laughs> this morning where it's like, you know, skin diseases and all the things. It's yes. Household. The priest had a lot of jobs then, clearing That's, house mold and skin diseases and all the things. And somehow most of that doesn't make it into the Bible storybooks. No, that, those things don't typically, but maybe they should. I don't know. Maybe we'll they to, should. We'll maybe give, they should. Give our publishing we'll that, partners that that word. After work recess, we'll do the Levitical Bible story. Yes. Right. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, well, something something else that's cool about Bibles when you when you get a good and I would encourage you listeners to to take some time to yes. uh, to invest in a good quality Bible, even if it's a gift. Maybe especially if it's a gift that we're giving something because it's going to be lasting. 
And yes. so the other thing I know about the Bibles that my kids got and the ones that I have is I keep them all. You know, yes. you never get rid of a Bible. It just goes onto the shelf and you get a new one and a new one. And, a, and I swear my wife probably has 27 different Bibles. <laughs> Yeah, and she just do. loves yeah. them, right? And every, each one in a different style and, uh, and each one for its own purpose. And so I think, you know, it's wise for us to think of this as more of a lasting investment than like a momentary gesture. Uh, yes. When you give a Bible, you're giving something that's going to really be with a child for a long, long time. So it's Agreed. worth it well. How, yeah. Rachel, the way that we shop for Bibles is a little different now than it used to be. It is. So we used to have stores and you could walk into a Lifeway Christian bookstore and you could take Bibles off the shelf and hold them and smell them and flip the pages. It's a little harder to do that now. Yes, so it is. How do we, how do you recommend that we review and preview and find Bibles today? I think there's a few ways. I think there are stores that have Bibles. The selection is pretty limited at most of them. So you'll just have to, you know, choose between 10 instead of 400 that are on the market. Um, so depending on what you're looking for, that might, might be an option, but I would say go to your, your children's minister at church and ask if they have a recommended Bible that, that they're using with the kids in Sunday school or small groups. Um, or I would ask, parents of other friends who have kids the same age or maybe a couple years older than yours and say, Hey, what is the Bible your kid's using? Can I take a look at it? Um, I'd like to spend some time with it. Is okay if I borrow it this week or whatever that might be just to see how your kids will react. Um, so I think those are a couple ways, but I do think that a lot of online retailers, lifeway.com included understands that there's that missing sort of, you know, touch and feel aspect to shopping for Bibles. And a lot of retailers are trying to bridge that gap and offer ways that you can really spend time with those products without touching them, but giving you the next best experience. And so I think you'll see a lot of that. I know lifeway.com is working on trying to make it easier for everyone to shop for Bibles that they might want to, you know, look at and experience before they purchase. So, yeah. So lifeway, Lifeway lifeway.com, uh, and I just pulled up the webpage while you were talking so I could, again, help everybody find it really easy. Yeah. If you go to lifeway.com, there's a tab right on the main page that says Bibles. Mm-hmm. And you can look at that drop down and you can either choose by translation, by category, or by Bibles for. And right there, it's women, men, kids. Yes. Click on that kids icon right there. And there is just a wide range of Bibles for kids, all different prices, Hardcover, soft cover, the faux leather, there's the story varieties, there's different translations. And so there's a really wide range that's right there on lifeway.com that's easy to find. Or you can hit bhpublishinggroup.com, which is an affiliate website, right? That's yes. we're all family. And bhpublishinggroup.com for BH. You can hit the kids section there. And there's also some Bibles that are featured. So a couple places. And so when you mentioned that we're, we're getting better at how to display Bibles online to yes. make shopping easier. Yes, I think that's the goal. Uh, I know Lifeway for sure. That's a priority for us is to make it easy for our customers and friends to find those types of items um, and Bibles, especially because we just know how important that is and how it's just harder to do that without having it in your hands. So I think right. a lot of... Creative people are working on 
trying to make that experience as seamless as they can. For um, sure. And we've so, done a lot of work, I know, on lifeway.com. So like if you if you go there and you hit lifeway.com, Bibles, kids, and you click on any one of those Bibles, there is a whole bunch of photography that you may not be aware. Yes. Uh, it's not just the cover of a book anymore. No. There's, uh, there, there's pictures of the insides. There's uh, you know There are other things like a pencil in the shot so you can get an idea of how big it is. Yes. Uh, there's different angles so you can see how thick it is and you can see the full color of the, the artwork inside. And so honestly, the lifeway.com webpage does a wonderful job of letting you uh, see a Bible as good as you can without getting to hold it in your hands. Yeah, I agree. That team has done a really great job trying to make that experience as, as store-like as possible, I think, in a totally different world we're all living in. But we're grateful for it because this past year we can't <laughs> really go shopping like normal anyway. So it's happy to have on .com for sure. For um, sure. There's also, I would say, different retailers. Lifeway is one where, that allows for Bible imprinting. And so mm-hmm. that might be something you want to look for um, for your child is printing their name on the cover, one, because yeah. kids tend to lose things, but two, because it really <laughs> helps them feel like they own it and it's theirs. And so whenever that's the case, I know for my kids, especially my middle kid, when he feels like it's his and his own, he's always more into whatever that 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 item is. So yes. I think that's something to consider also sort of commemorates maybe a special time in that child's life, a birthday or baptism or something along those lines. Yeah. Great idea. I think that engraving is one of those things that's easy to overlook and forget about. Yes. But especially if it's a big milestone of some kind and you really want to commemorate that with a, with a really nice Bible, I think having your name on that is such a cool thing and that kids absolutely love that for sure. Yeah. I Um, agree. There's, let me ask you, um, in closing here about, uh, buying in bulk. So, you know, there are many Bibles that you just buy one at a time or as you need them. But there yeah. are also um, certain Bibles that are offered in cases, and you can get a whole bunch of yes. them that you can have on hand. Do you have a recommendation for a, for the use of those sorts of Bibles versus like a special commemorative kind of a thing? Yeah, I think there's always times at churches, especially, um, that there are outreach moments, and those are the types of Bibles that you can get in bulk pretty affordably that you want to send a kid home, for instance, from vacation Bible school with Mm. a a Bible. And it might be a kid that is either from a different culture that's allowed to experience that for a week, um, that has different religions at home, or that um, just doesn't go to church. And this is their first opportunity to Mm. introduce their whole family to scripture. And so those would be opportunities. Um, Sometimes, you know, kids ministry, as much as we'd love for every Bible, every person to bring their Bible every Sunday, we know that that doesn't happen, not because people don't want to, just because they're trying to get out of the house Sunday morning to make it in time. And so (laughs) having several available um, at church for study on the, in the mornings or on Wednesday nights or whatever that might look like are always helpful. Um, And then just sort of like for the families that might not purchase, but are open to that. Mm-hmm. A new family that joins the church who has kids that age or um, people that might not have the financial means to afford a Bible for their kids, you know, giving them a Bible is always a great way to love on that family and that child. So, um, yeah. and, you know, I think there are different retailers, not only Lifeway, but Lifeway does. If you can reach out and try if there's a specific Bible that you'd like to order in bulk, um, I think Lifeway does a good job of trying to make that 
be affordable for churches. So if there's one that doesn't have an offer that's currently available, I would encourage you to reach out and ask because usually people can work out something to help. So Outstanding. Rachel, thank you so much for talking with me today about Bibles. Yeah, I think the one last, I want to say one last thing. We always talk about how to get kids in their Bible. And I would say the most important thing is for mom and dad to to show them Mm -hmm. that that's important to them. So let your kids see you read the Bible in the morning or at night or whenever that is for you. Um, Don't, you know, it sometimes feels really annoying as a parent. I've got three small people. So I know this to like have your Bible time be interrupted because your kids are bouncing off the walls behind you. But the impact that we're having by reading our Bibles and showing that it's a priority for us is what's going to drive your kid. Maybe not when they're six or eight or 18, but when they're 20 or 30 with their own family Mm -hmm. to get into their, to their Bible in front of their kids. So it's generational impact that you're having just by reading your Bible at the kitchen table or wherever that might be. So I'd encourage parents to read in front of their kids, even if it's two minutes a day. Yes. Lead by example, by reading by example. Exactly. (laughs) Rachel, great words. Thank you so much for your insight. I so appreciate it. Listeners, this is something that is important to all of us. So please do a little research, dig around. If you are not currently giving Bibles to the kids who come to your ministry, consider that. Think about it. There's lots of places to find them. Uh, They don't have to be costly to be very, very valuable. And it should be something that we make a regular habit of, making sure that every kid has access to a Bible, whether that's to use in the classroom with some of those bulk classroom style Bibles or a special one that they can take home and call their very own. Uh, You can find more about that at lifeway.com. Hit the homepage and click on Bibles and Kids, or you can shoot right over to bhpublishinggroup.com and you can find all kinds of kids options for Bibles at B&H, B&H Publishing. Rachel Shaver, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, let's talk again soon. Listeners, thank you. We hope that you uh, found this use, this information useful and uh, that you just have a great ministry as we come into spring. We're yes. praying for you, and we want to encourage you to stick with it. You can do kids' ministry from anywhere, and you can find out more about how to do that at lifeway.com slash KMFA. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.